your favorite fat boys. What's up, everybody? It's your fat boy, Jerron. Stefan, a.k.a. Mayhem, a.k.a. Mr. Donate to my Patreon, a.k.a. the leader of the Black Delegation. Wakanda forever. What's up, everybody? Thank you for coming in. Tune in for another episode of your favorite fat boys podcast. Uh, so today's episode, we're going to do uh, a quick take on a lot of different topics that's been going on in the last uh, few weeks here with the recent news of everything going on with Black Lives Matter and the Black Lives Matter campaign, along with the conviction, uh, well, convictions of the, was it three or four officers? Four. Were they convicted? No, just one was convicted so right. far. So just, you know, what's going on with, with that situation there, Breonna Taylor's case, and a couple other things as well, as far as, uh, you know, a lot of uh, support to the Black Lives Matter campaign too. So we're going to start with, um, uh, you know, a lot of these corporations uh, come out of the woodworks and showing their support for Black Lives Matter. Like I've seen uh, Disney, Lego, and Michael Jordan, and Nike, just to name a few, coming out showing that they're going to support, like, you know, tens of millions of dollars over the next few years. Right. To I mean, support, you know. better late than never. <laughs> See, even with the case with, like, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, his foundation, they've always done some charitable donation, but this is the most they've ever done. And this is a person who could have done this level of donation before, but better late than never. And at, at the very least, this says all of these corporations realize that black people are a necessity for them to maintain their business mm-hmm. and to maintain the riches that they amass. So them going, throwing a little bit back into the system and a back into support for these movements just shows that, okay, they really do know that we are necessary for them to maintain the level of the business. And I think that's good to be business. acknowledged. Right. You know, especially when you think of, I guess, for instance, I guess like Nike and Michael, the Michael Jordan brand. Right. How much the black audience spends their money, you know, on Nike and Michael Jordan brand itself. Because I think uh, he's going to donate $100 million over the next 10 years. So, right. And like you say, he's bad then during his during his career when he was playing, he wasn't that vocal on social injustices or he didn't speak up at all against anything that was going on as a, as a player, not as, not as vocal as some of the players are today. Right. And he was always criticized for that. So to see him, you know, make that contribution is, is it's cool. Like, okay, you know, you're trying to do the right thing now. So, yeah, with all these corporations, it's better late than never. So is it more, is, is it more so like a, Hey, we're on your side, or is like is is it genuine, or is it just like a, a ploy? I would say, what difference does it make? The sole purpose of a corporation is to make money, hmm. and if me throwing a few million dollars in your general direction will continue, will allow you to continue to support my ability to make money, whether I'm doing it to pander to you 
or I'm doing it out of the genuine kindness of my heart, the end result is going to be the same. I want you to continue spending money with me. So there's no kindness in my heart with the corporations does. Doesn't I mean a corporation is a faceless entity. It's mm. not a person. That is true. They they don't need to have a soul per se. That's true. True. I like that. I like that. So so a lot of us uh, so with the riots going on, you see a lot of police violence and I mean, let's call them what they are. They're police riots. Because based off of all of the video that we've seen, and there, I believe there's like a Facebook page and a Twitter page that just showcasing all of the acts of police violence during the protests. The vast majority of protests were peaceful. Yes. But police went heavy handed out that motherfucker and said, Jack boots on the masses. So I, do, do you know? I guess during a riot or I'm sorry, during a, a protest, it like it, it is stages to what protocol should be used to de-escalate situation. Like to me, I see it's from what I see on videos is just okay. It's peaceful. They're going back. Like the protests are going back and forth with the well, they're, they're talking to the cops, and then all of a sudden it's like pepper spray or it's like tear gas. Like how do how does it? Get I mean, well, typically that? they'll get a a call from on high to say break this up mm-hmm. and. That's how they break it up. They rubber bullets, pepper spray, take those riot shields and knock people on their asses. Did we talk about rubber bullets in the last episode? I don't think we did. Because what did you say about rubber bullets? They're not. They're not. Um, no, yeah, they're they're not non-lethal. They're yeah. less lethal. Because they show videos of them getting fucked up with them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rubber, you can still die from being shot with a rubber bullet. A lot of people, you know. They get shot in the face. They lose an eye. Concussions. Tons of t- yeah. Rubber bullet is still a bullet. <laughs> so I saw I saw this uh, image where they said the rope the, the gun that you, when you are shooting a rubber bullet you should be aiming down. Yeah, or? that was one technique that they were saying that you should use that you ricochet towards a person because it's supposed to cause less force. Oh, but okay. the problem with that is is that you don't have any eye, any control on where the bullet's going to go. Mm-hmm. So you can end up hitting someone that you didn't intend to, but then again, you shooting into a crowd. <laughs> I'm assuming, one, I'm assuming you, you intend to hit somebody in the crowd. But yeah, that's supposed to be the way that they were, you know, they say to do it is to shoot at an angle towards the ground so that it can ricochet, losing some of its force so it's not as lethal as it can be when you just point a fucking gun in somebody's face and pull the trigger. So when they were designing this concept, and like you said, this should be maybe you should you know hit at an angle maybe, but why can they come up with something that's not a bullet? Maybe that'd be less lethal. Police officers like guns. Maybe they should do slingshots. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You you know the story of David and Goliath. <laughs> you can kill somebody with a with a properly placed slingshot. Why don't we get about Nerf guns <laughs> or water guns? Then it just turns into a field trip, and. We're trying to show you that we are the authority. I mean, you still kick ass with a Nerf gun, though. <laughs> you can't kick that much ass. Well, how much ass you can't do in a protest? Well, obviously, a whole lot of you look at all of the police videos where they're just beating the shit out of people. I seen one video where this, this officer he had a baton. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what this baton was made out of. I don't know this. A sturdy plastic or like metal. Yeah, yeah, it's either a metal or a very sturdy plastic. But he he caught back full force, and he welded this kid, this, this teenager, and you heard the thud. 
this maid, and the kid got a severe brain injury, head injury. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was brutal because like he used full force. Yeah, I mean, and then and I think he got applauded because he got suspended. No, you said that was a different video. Yeah, yeah. No, the the, uh, the applause the applause video was for the individuals who knocked over the seventy five year old man. He cracked his head on the skull and was bleeding out his ear. And he said he tripped. Backwards. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was their initial report was that he tripped. Right. He, he, he fell backwards and hit his head. But then the video came out and they showed the two officers, poof, you know, put, put that force into that man's body and knocked him, <laughs> knocked his old ass over. I don't see, I don't see why he, they, they pushed him. I mean, I get it. Like he, he came up to him. He was pretty close to them, but still, but still, why are you pushing somebody who is like not even of equal strength? Because they don't care. The idea is to show you that they are in control. Why would I care that you're a frail old man? Hmm. I mean, there's several videos of them knocking over frail old mans in, in different cities. Yes. They, <laughs> it, it's funny, though. But <laughs> it's kind of funny a little bit. Because like one video they had, like, they, they, is an old guy. He was walking away from them. He ran up to him, pushed him. Yeah, he, walking, he was walking away with a cane. He has a cane. He can't move that fast. I guess he wasn't moving fast enough for him. Right. He came on in and boofed him. And I'm like, what was that for? Again, it's to show that it's it's to show the general populace that they are in control. I guess they put some lean team music to it, make it funnier, but Listen, my only thing is is that you got a mass of people protesting police brutality. The very least you could do is not brutalize those people. Hey, did not prove them right. Exactly. But can't have that happen. So yeah, it's extremely, extremely stupid watching all of these videos of peaceful protesters getting beat up by police. But then again, it's not like we haven't seen this before. No, America has a tried and true history of it. And what uh, what about the images of uh, you see officers kneeling? With the protesters, and then all of us, then beforehand, I guess, and then like, right? I mean, some of them were genuine, but uh, quite a few of them, they were pandering to the crowd. They were doing okay. it for a photo op to I, say I, I, this is what we're doing, and then those same officers, you see them beating the shit out of protesters. Said, you know, the hour before it was for the photo op, but then when push come to shove, they uh. Assert their authority. Yeah, I, I felt I felt as though it was it was for you read you read can't if it's just a picture you can't tell who's genuine who's not. Right. But then you see the image of them beating somebody up or like you know. Right. Exactly. After you know, sometime after we've taken the photo, some of those instances were genuine. P- people were there with in solidarity with the protesters, mm-hmm. but then quite a few of them were just for photo ops and pandering. Mm-mm. You got to watch out for them. Because they want to see like they're on our side, but then they're like, they're like oh, I'm going to still do my job. You got out of pocket. Which yeah. is, to, I guess, you know, to fuck them up. Again, uh, the police force, as I've stated before, and with most organizations in that same vein, it's an us versus them. Mm-hmm. We are all of the police. We are us. This is our family. These are your brothers. These are your sisters. We protect each other. Everybody else is the enemy. That's a bad mentality to have. It's how humans have survived so long. Or is that how the police have survived so long? Aren't they humans? True. But I mean, this is the police we're talking about, though. Just yeah, I'm just saying. But that, the us versus them, the collective 
and shunning the outside is how humans have, have evolved to survive. Hmm. It's in our collective nature. Think about the fact that how close are you to people you don't know? Say that again? How close are you to people you don't know? Not close at all. And how often would you be willing to fight somebody that you don't know for somebody that you do? Eh. <laughs> eh. And so it's the exact same thing. The police, that it's their collective group. Hmm. And the protest to police brutality is a, an attack on their group. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, there's some psychology behind it, but, you know, granted, it's extremely stilted, whereas they're armed to the teeth and the protesters just got signs and shit. But they got some bricks somewhere as a rock, so do, do what you got to do. So with all the with speaking of the police, um, there's been a lot of talk about defunding the police. Right? Have you heard about that? Yeah, I mean, in some places they've, I think the standard right now, Camden, New Jersey, have defunded the police. The idea of defunding the police is instead of investing all of the millions of dollars that they do in the police force, which is for most cities a substantial budget, mm-hmm. you cut back that and invest it into the communities that need it. So more community services, more mental health services, so that the police aren't doing a hundred jobs. Because right now, if there's a homeless person out on the street, who do you call? The police. Somebody breaking into your house, who do you call? The police. If there's a mental person that's doing something in the neighborhood, who do you call? The police. They are not fit to handle all of these situations. So the idea is that you... Take some of that funding away, put it into the communities so that there's other buffers to handle specific situations so that the police don't have to handle everything. Ah. Which makes sense. And studies have shown when you invest money into the communities, they tend to do better. You invest money into education, you have less crime. Ah. (laughs) As opposed to giving a bunch of individuals in the police force Military weapons. No, <laughs> it's crazy how these things work. So has has this worked overseas? As I, a lot of times, I, why I ask that is because you see a lot of times where something happens overseas first, and then America will try to like adopt that idea. Has ever is has, has like? Well, I mean, there's several places where this is where I mean, even in America, Camden, New Jersey, did this. They mm-hmm. defunded the police. I mean, it was one of the worst areas in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And once they defunded the police and started investing those millions of dollars into the communities, they saw like a 33% drop in violent crime. Wow. O- o- over the span of a, of, a, of a few years. So we have evidence of these types of programs working. But mm-hmm. when you defund the police, you know who gets pissed off? Police unions. Because they're not getting that money. <laughs> Booyah. Yeah, I think when you when you when people f- first hear of defunding the police, are thinking that they're going to abolish the police right. department itself. But no, you still need the police itself. Right. You but, you still want to have a, some level of law enforcement, but you want to put money where it's going to be most effective. And we've seen time and time again putting all that money into the police force does not make it effective. Right, because you got you got the police doing too much, and then they get it, it, they're getting taxed. 
Because that, that's got to be wearing on your mental to do, right. do these, all these different jobs. Giving them better weapons doesn't make them effective at de-escalating situations. They ain't better weapons. <laughs> giving them military-grade weapons. Better weapons. <laughs> giving them better weapons does not make them better at de-escalating situations and resolving situations. He said, if I spend my entire time as a hammer, everything becomes a nail. Hmm. So how should they approach handling situations when it comes to black people is that is that something that comes with training or some kind of therapy or well we've tried you know bias training training police officers who have been shaped by bias by all of the media that they've seen or you know their own personal biases about black people we've tried that training and we realize that it's not very effective. I think one of the protests, it may have been in Seattle, the, a black guy, he was the trainer for the police, you know, for impartial bias. He, and he was proud of the police or showing restraint, but he was in one of the protests and they beat his ass. The person who trains them about bias. If irony was a woman, she was twerking her ass off that day. Because he got on, he got on air and he was like, you know, I want to praise the police for their restraint, you know, with the protesters. And then, uh, like, the next day at a protest, they beat his ass. They had it out for his ass. I don't know if they had it out for him, but he was a black man in the crowd and that crowd got beat on and he was one of the people that got beat on hard. Jesus. So, we, we know that even, even training police to try to look past their bias is not as effective as funneling money into the communities through community services and education. Okay. So to disband the police, change the way your hiring process, hire new people on and give them less tasks that they need to accomplish in the community and have police who actually live in the communities that they service. No, I see. So do you think we could be a society where we didn't have police at all? We police ourselves. I mean, you're going to always want to have some level of law enforcement mm-hmm. because of the fact that there's always going to be individuals who want to take advantage of a situation. There's just no way around that. That's human nature. Mm-hmm. But you don't need the police to handle every situation. True. So will we ever be a utopian society where we just somebody steps in and says, hey, don't do that. But if I'm an individual who wants to do that and I don't give a fuck about you, I'm going to do it. Whatever it is that you're trying to stop me from doing. You can sell them drugs, huh? <laughs> if I'm an individual who wants to do it and I don't give a fuck about you, I'm going to do it. So you you want to have some level of law enforcement in those types of situations. Well, yeah, I think, I think that's that's true. Because I, I just see like a lot, I was seeing like a lot of comments, people saying like, yeah, we don't need the police, we can police ourselves, get rid of all, you know, get rid of police. And I think that that more so stems from how the police were, were originated you know, right, and a, a, a general lack of, of trust in the police as right. well. So, I don't think you can necessarily can just get rid of that establishment. I would like for the, I like I would like to see, you know, definitely a lot of changes being made, more training for those new new cadets or whatever rank they're coming in at. That way, they're not hurting people of color or anybody. Period, or using excessive force in certain situations that require right. it. And some, you know, I just like some kind of. I, want, I know it's not common sense per se, but a bit of judgment on their part. Yeah. And also not just from changing the police force, but 
changing the laws surrounding the police mm-hmm. so that they have greater accountability exactly. for their actions. Because again, we can do all of these things to change the mindset of the police, but if they do, if they fuck up and they fuck up terribly and purposely, and they can't be held accountable for it, why would they give a fuck about fixing the fuck up? Right, because they could they um, they convicted the the guy who had his uh, yeah, knee. David Chauvin, I believe his name is. Yeah, David Chauvin, uh, who killed George Floyd. He's uh, facing looking at second degree murder. They haven't. I think they released they released one guy on bond, another guy on bond, but other two that's still waiting to see what's going on with that. Um, now with Breonna Taylor, her case, there's no conviction of those three officers, right? And so that's kind of got a lot of people worried that you know because of because George Floyd, I think he he got so much attention, her name kind of got lost in the sauce in a sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody you know has forgotten about her. No. I don't, think, I don't think I don't think she's been forgotten about, but I don't think there's it's it's something it's some, for some reason not enough light is being shed on that situation. Yeah, so I, I think because based off of what has recently happened, that uh, police department, uh, the Louisville, Kentucky Police Department, who investigated themselves, I, I put air quotes and in, in investigate, mm-hmm. came you know produced their report from the incident, and it was like a four page report with basically nothing in it, and they uh, had. Just her name, some descriptions, and I think for injuries, they put none. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> right. And there was a four-page report with basically absolutely nothing in it. So, again, changing the the laws around the police department. Because, again, even in uh in Louisville, you know, they, they passed a new law. The, uh, the, the no not. Yeah, the, the Brianna... Taylor Bri- law. Bri- Bri- Brianna's law. Yeah, Brianna's law. And no knock warrant. So, is that, is that clapworthy? Sure. I mean, it's something. It's the bare minimum, but the bare minimum is something. A step forward is still a step forward. Right. So, yeah, that's that's definitely good to hear that they've passed a law. No, no, not warrants, because, again, she would be a lot of day that didn't happen. Right. So, but, yeah, I, I, I believe this is just this. I think this, this is this conspiracy theory person in me. OK, <clears throat> I feel like these officers are trying to work. A deal out to get like a lesser sentence, and I guess it's me, that maybe that be, might be be watching too much Law and Order, probably. Because I because I feel like it's been going on for two. It, this happened what back in what May? No, in March. Yeah, March. It happened in March, and I don't know when we when we got light of it in a sense, but it seemed like that they're like trying to negotiate a, a deal where like yeah we know we fucked up, but we won't serve that much time. Well, I mean. A thing about uh, court cases, court cases take time, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't realize that with investigations and court cases, it could be a year before you get sentencing most times in a, in a lot of cases. Yeah, that's true. So court cases take time. So the, the thing that, it, because it didn't happen immediately, doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. I mean, granted, in a lot of cases, it doesn't happen when it involves police, but court cases take time. True. And but especially yeah. with COVID going around, a lot of... Courts are closed. Yeah. So, but yeah, I hope they they they're doing something happens soon. I mean, yes, the Brianna's law passing that's a step in the right direction, but these also do need to be charged. Right. Yeah. Again, that's a bare minimum. Accountability is the thing that we really need to have have happen in police departments. Yeah. And then when we talked about last time with regarding her her case, 
the, the judge have signed off on on that warrant. Right. So it seems like it, this is going to trickle down to a lot of people probably higher up in the, in the very bottom as well. Yeah, as it should. So it's like, I, I'm pretty sure they investigated it and it was like, oh shit, there's a lot of people involved. You know, it's like, I don't know, I, they may not know where to start or where to start the, the conviction with, but somebody need to be charged. I, I can't say soon, but hopefully in the next, I can't put a timestamp on that, but. Right. You it, want there to done. be some justice. Yeah. For the situation. Because they already let the, let the boyfriend go. He's not facing any charges. Right. So, but I don't think that's, that's going, I hope that's not the end or the be all. Like, okay, we're letting you go in a sense. And we're going to let the, these guys go because that was a mistake and we really fucked up. But if you sue us, we'll pay you. And then all, all you know, all, all bygones be bygones. But I hope that's not the case at all. So the, the George Floyd case was this. Well, not the case, but the video was the the spark for this particular moment in history. And hopefully it'll continue to push so that there's some serious reform done in police departments and the law itself. But we'll see. Something you said to piggyback off of some. I think I saw some clip on the news. Uh, a lawyer, I think it was a lawyer. He said that why didn't a civilian help out George Floyd? While the officer was uh, nailing, nailing on his neck, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, like, you got somebody recording that. You have other officers that are armed. You, I don't think, I don't think that's a fair expectation to have of someone that would like want to jump in and maybe save somebody. Well, especially when it comes to an action by the police officers, because right. we spend the entirety of our lives being, you know, told that the police officers are the authority. You need to respect what they're doing. You need to follow their orders. So when you see them doing something wrong, it doesn't immediately break into your brain that I need to do something to stop this because it's a police officer. Right. And authority you figure. could, it's, it's an authority figure. And if you do something and they retaliate, You'll look like you're in the wrong. And even if they don't retaliate immediately, they can retaliate and nine times out of ten get away with it. And it's also the bystander effect. The bystander effect is an incident is occurring. I'm one of a hundred people watching this incident. In my mind, there's a hundred people. I know somebody's going to help. So Hmm. it doesn't have to be me. (laughs) And everybody is thinking that. So you can have incidents and there have been incidents where a woman is killed or somebody is raped with spectators around because in everybody's mind, somebody's going to do something about it. It doesn't have to be me. That's that's an interesting thought. So for a lawyer to say that, why didn't somebody do something about it? It's him being daft. That's that's putting it nicely. (laughs) Yeah, that's very nicely. I don't know. I mean, I hope I, you hope that you never know kind of situations like that. And where you don't have to witness something like that. Cause I think, I think that's just terrifying to see. I, mean, I remember like I was in middle school, I saw a girl get jumped and I was so many feet away and, and my body didn't move, but my spirit wanted to help her. Right. You know, but it, by then I seen her friends that were closer than me. I figured they would help her out, but all they would do was like saying, no, stop, get off, get off of her. It was like three on one. And I'm like, why aren't they? Helping her or jumping with jumping with it had been an even fight, but you know again like you're just kind of stuck in this moment of you can't believe it's happening while it's happening. So right, and then also it's like okay, you said it yourself. You see her friends there, you think okay, they're definitely going to help her. I don't need to do anything. They got this. Right. You. I thought they did. They didn't. 
They weren't good friends. <laughs> well, they might have been great friends. They just weren't prepared for that situation. That, that too. That too. They, you know, and everybody's a fighter. Right. Oh, also with, uh, so switching a little, switching a little bit here. We have a new mayor here in Baltimore City. Right. We got Brandon Scott who won the, uh, mayoral race. Pretty close margin to Sheila Dixon. <laughs> I was scared. I ain't gonna For the lie. people listening to this on SoundCloud and, uh, uh, other places, the face that I have right now is one of bewilderment that, that the race was so close. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I was, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised. Well, I was surprised to a certain extent that Sheila Dixon carried a leaf like two days. Right. Cause I'm like, how? Yeah, she was in the lead and then he snuck past her and, and won, but not by a very wide margin. Cause I could, I could, I did not want to see Sheila Dixon again as mayor. I, 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 I mean, I, again, with her track record, but hey, you know, we lo- we love our people. Like we, like we talked before some time back, Mary and Barry, crack, head, <laughs> and eventually came back and got reelected. You will let your crack uncle back in every now and then. <laughs> so, Sheila Dixon the same way. So, we know what she about. So, the fact that she could come back some years later and say, I'm going to take my position back. And people was like, you know what? You're right. You should. Yeah, we, we down for our people. Yeah. yeah and she has a cult following, too. Yeah. So yeah. A lot of people were like, oh, I love Sheila Dixon. I, I know. Her. And it's like, what did she do? She brought crime down. Well, how? Well, you know. Oh, no. And nobody can tell you anything about what she did. But they, know they can she tell you. But they can tell you about that night when they when they, the camera rolled up on ass. She was throwing shit at them. <laughs> That's what I remember. So I don't know much about Brandon Scott. Only thing that I know about him previously is that he was the president of the city council. Yes, and him and I are the same age. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good to see some young blood. I think it's, I think it's a uh, like I'm an old head or something saying that. <laughs> right, <laughs> young blood. But I'm, I'm glad to see somebody young in there. With some probably some fresh ideas, a different perspective. Someone who right. who is in touch with the culture, in touch with the city, can can put that you know as their finger on the pulse in a sense. I mean, it's kind of in tune to what I was saying the last time about you know the older generations need to die out. Exactly. And this is the kind of that case. You get to a certain age, you become completely stuck in your ways. Yeah. So it's going to be harder for you to look at. Younger generations coming up and saying, okay, this is what these younger generations need. You're going to want to be thinking back to the Halcyon days of old when your nostalgia kicked in and, you know, the old days were the best days, even though they probably weren't. So having a younger person go into office is definitely going to shake things up. Yeah. Hopefully for the better. Yeah. And um, Jack Young gave him some advice, you know, don't fall, don't fall into the corruption. (laughs) But in so many words, I'm paraphrasing. So right, right, because we have had a string of mayors, <laughs> right? With corruption was the name of the game. Like Brandon Scott, look, you can have all the baby mamas you want, just to do the corrupt, the, the corruptive shit. While you in office, right? After you leave office, throw your hands up, do what you want, fuck, do what you want to do, do what you want. But you know, I think I think um, it's time. I think Baltimore is due for I won't say a radical change, but definitely something. Some new way of thinking, you know, and something in the right direction. So, right. You know, Jack Young, he tried. I think he was given a, a bad, he was left with a bad hand. So you couldn't do but so much. I mean, maybe he could have, but I don't really know what he did. I guess I should have done some research. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
But he he didn't make any waves. Think about the only wave he was the the police commissioner. No, I think that was a uh, Catherine. Pugh. He, you, you know what? Yeah, that was. Pugh. Yeah, it was Catherine. Pugh. So I yeah, he him. he didn't make any waves. Mm-mm. So I guess about the best that he did was just not be overtly corrupt. Yeah, <laughs> which is about the bare minimum. That's that's running theme for this episode, ain't it? <laughs> right, doing the bare minimum. <laughs> we at, look, racism. We asking for the bare minimum. <laughs> doing the bare. We minimum. don't want. We don't want. We look. We don't want. We don't want you to not hire us and call us niggas and stuff like that. You know, we. With civil rights, bare minimum. Right, just doing the bare minimum. So Colin Kaepernick, his name's been out out about news again, just just because of the fact that the NFL came up with that apology, right? And now it's like you owe him an apology. Now he needs to be playing. He should be playing. He should be playing a long time ago. I mean, well, we talked about this right. already. So, oh, I will say is that um, you probably don't you don't follow football or sports, period. But Drew, the, the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees, he came out with a statement that somebody asked him about if they were if players were protest against a, a protest, sorry, protesting how we feel, and he came back a statement saying that well they protest against the flag, I'm not supporting it at all, I'm really against it. And he pretty much just bashed it. Oh yeah, yeah, I did read that because he he's I'm not gonna he's an idiot and he's a little naive. Because he followed the the same rhetoric that people who are protesting during the you know the playing of the national anthem are protesting the flag and the people in the military, right. which we know for a fact that's not the case. Exactly. Yeah. He he when he, when they came out when when it was happened in two thousand sixteen, he was definitely against protesting against the flag because because of, of that rhetoric of oh it's against the military, right, and our country and things like that. But Colin Kaepernick has said that no, it's against peace brutality. Nothing against the military. Right. So I would more so like he's not being nefarious more so than he's just a naive idiot. I, I, I can go with that. You know, I think there's a lot of a lot of a lot of white guys out there like that who are naive and thinking that they don't see or hear what's going on. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, especially when their experiences are drastically different from yours. I would say he grew up privileged. Like his parents were both lawyers. Right. Pretty sure he had a, a cushy, cushy upbringing. So yeah, so it, it's extremely hard to put yourself in a position of somebody else when their experiences are drastically different. Yeah. So there was a lot of comments from his teammates saying that you know he don't know no better. He talked to them. They you know they they've called him out and everything like that. So he came out with, a, with a, he came out with two apologies. He even went at Trump saying that you know the protest is not about the flag. It's about the police brutality, so... Right, again, it's like I said, he's more of a naive idiot than actually malicious. Mm-hmm. Find your teachable moments. Exactly, and I think that's, that's what I was about to get at that, is that we will... we ho- Hopefully we have moment, more moments like that where we can say, hey, no, it's not like this, it's like that. Right. And please just listen and hear what we're talking about and, you know, feel where we're coming from. Yeah, so, find your teachable moments. Have you... Have you uh, well, you're not on social media at all, right? No. Oh, so you don't get no kind of spat with nobody online? Who has time for that? The fuck? <laughs> I'm just curious because I, I see a lot of people going back and forth on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, Twitter, you know, and and I, I've talked to people who do that. Why? It's a thing. There's not enough time in the day for that shit. It's a thing. And you are definitely not going to change. Your, your five-minute rant on Twitter is not going to change anybody's goddamn mind. <laughs> All I know is that I'm not going to – I don't have the time to go back and forth with anybody. I don't say time, but, like, it does, it's, it's not conducive. 
Right. I don't have the time nor the energy nor the gumption <laughs> to point somebody's flaws out and try to right, change yeah. the way of thinking. Nope. Not, it's not going to happen in some five minute rant on Twitter. So yeah, I, I don't have the energy. I, for can, that. I can remember reading like Yahoo articles before like Instagram and Facebook right. took off like that and just reading Yahoo articles and then like reading the comments and how racy it was and racism was just filled these comments. Well, anonymity will do that to you. When nobody knows who you are, you can say whatever the fuck you want. But now we do. Because you want to post your picture on social media. I mean, now we know what you, where you work at. If you're going to be going through and cross-referencing people, I'm just going to say that you got more issues than they got. <laughs> Speaking of uh, cross-referencing, did you hear about the, the, the story about, what's that place called? Vince's Crack House out here in Middle River? Mm-mm. So the owner of Vince's, Vince's Crab House has said some racial stuff, racy stuff on social media. And so they protested his ass last Saturday. Oh, well. And his story and everything. You can see, you can see his face, like just the, the utter defeat that he had. Like, oh, goddamn. He should have known. Especially if you are the owner of a business. Think about the hill you want to die on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean, I say out here in Middle River. We're not out in Middle River, but. Yeah, out there in Middle yeah, River. Yeah, out in Middle River. But yeah, think about the hill you want to die on. Like he had, he had, I, I can't even, I can't say the number of people out there, but yeah, a lot of people his establishment that were protesting the business, and it, it it looked like at any given point they could just overthrow the store. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. if they wanted to, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure they a could. lot of a lot of these protest situations, I like that. Yeah, so he said, you know, some real some racial stuff. I had to pull it up, but if you have a business. Be mindful of your, of your your audience. Respect your your customers, and if you don't like those customers, I, I mean, get up and move. I guess. Yeah, you know. find an area where you don't have to serve the people that you hate. So, well, anything you want to touch on? I think that covers everything. So, if you're out there protesting, please be safe. Remember, Maybe. coronavirus is still a thing. Yes. So try to social distance. That is of extreme importance, even while you're protesting. Yes, because there are people that will they still cough, spit, and sneeze. I'm one of them. I cough and <coughs> spit. I mean, please don't do it in my general direction. Oh, you be all right. So oh, fuck all that. <laughs> yeah, be very mindful. Of corona's still out there protesting. Please be safe. You know, if you if you are fighting the, the good fight from behind your computer, I was I would say you know is you. You don't gotta do all that. Take you know, put your energy in time something else. More um, productive. Support black owned businesses. Yeah, we all we got. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the show. And as always, check us out on SoundCloud, Google Music Play, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Peace out. Obambe. Wakanda Fab. Yeah, that's what we doing. <laughs>